0: Hello, and welcome to In All of Us Command. I'm Kate. I'm Aaron. And we will be learning about national anthems. Each week, we choose a new country at random, we learn a little bit about this country, and then we listen to their national anthem. After listening, we will rate the anthem based on several criteria and see how they all stack up in our humble opinion. Now, we don't want you to think that because of the title, we're huge fans of O Canada. In fact, we plan to dunk on it pretty much constantly throughout the show, and we do not expect it to finish highly in the rankings at all.
1: So we're getting back to the Balkans this week. Yep,
0: I never left.
1: Never I never left, left
0: the Balkans. Um, today we are talking about Bosnia and Herzegovina, which it turns out you were pronouncing correctly last Good. time. Good.
1: Yeah.
0: So um, we're like neighbors with Kosovo right now, and there yes. will be there will be a crap ton of overlap. Okay, um, sure. we've talked about a lot of this. We will talk about it some more. There's some slightly different aspects. Yeah,
1: we can definitely gloss over some of the stuff we've already talked about a lot with Kosovo, if if that's where we're going.
0: Some of it I'm not going to get into too, too much, um, because there's lots of, lots of like, Bosnia has basically been fighting a war, like, since the beginning of time. Right. They stop a little bit, but not much. Like, with who? Everyone. Okay. All the surrounding people. All the wars. Okay. World War One, World War Two, the Axis, the genocide that came after that. All the wars. Okay. Civil great. Civil ones, other ones. <laughs> it's always it's always fun when you start your research for one of these and you type in you know Bosnia into the search bar of Google and the it auto completes with genocide and you're yeah. like
1: <laughs> always a fun starting place.
0: Awesome. So this is gonna be fun. Um, geographically. Um, Bosnia and Herzegovina neighbors, um, Serbia, Montenegro, and Croatia are like the direct borders that they share. Okay. Um, it's just east of the Adriatic Sea, basically like across the water from Italy. And I think, I think it is not on the water though. Yeah. It's landlocked. There's a teeny, teeny weeny little strip of Croatia that keeps it separate from the water. Okay. As far as I could tell on the map, if I'm wrong, tweet us because you know who knows with this stuff um so you... it was
1: similar with uh with Moldova is separated from the Black Sea by like one like a Ukrainian national park yeah is all that stands between it's Moldova very similar and the Black like sea. I'm sure yeah. you could
0: drive it in like less than a day it would be a teeny little like skip and a hop but yeah. I, I don't know how much tension there is there you have to like go to Croatia to go to the beach I don't know um so you are probably wondering like I am why it is Bosnia and Herzegovina yes we will get to this but the truth is it's honestly not that important um I thought it was gonna be w-
1: shots fired at the Herzegovinians I guess
0: I honestly from what <laughs> I researched I don't think they care
1: okay the
0: the alliance is not <laughs> geographical really it's- like
1: the, like do are Bosnia and Herzegovina not connected geographically they are okay they are
0: they're right next to each other um Herzegovina is on the south okay um and it's much smaller than Bosnia so you'll hear it just called Bosnia and by that they mean right the whole thing
1: yeah I've certainly heard it referred to as just Bosnia
0: but the the real alliance is your ethnicity are you Serbian are you Croatian right where are you from
1: I think that's a (laughs) lot of the Balkan region yeah yeah
0: so I think honestly like no one really I don't think cares that much again if I'm wrong tweet us Um, so we're starting basically in the same place we started when we talked about Kosovo, which is with the Illyrians. Um, that all happened. And then the Romans came along again, as they did in Kosovo. Um, and there are some conflicts between the Illyrians and the Romans from 229 BCE through 9 CE. So it goes on for a while.
1: Yeah, that's quite a while.
0: What today is Bosnia and Herzegovina gets called Dalmatia under the Romans, Um, who essentially dissolve Illyria.
1: Okay, I've heard of Dalmatia. Yeah,
0: me too. Me too. It's like, oh yeah, so that is. I don't know if Dalmatians, the dogs, are they from there? Probably. I would imagine, yeah. It would make sense. We're going to talk about some other dogs later that are very cute and cuddly.
1: Maybe we'll look that up on the break.
0: That's not a bad idea. This stuff, like, I wish I thought of this while I was writing (laughs) it down, and I never do, and anyways, here we are.
1: It's all right, I'll make a note Um, of it.
0: They found some artifacts. These include statues, mosaics, and tombstones, and the Romans had mines in the area. Um, Leftover Illyrian folk, because obviously the Romans didn't kill all of them, um, converted a little bit to the sort of Roman way of doing things. Sure. Construction and development. That's definitely
1: a a long-standing theme with places that became part of the roman empire as there was a conscious effort of romanization definitely
0: they just take it on um and you can see even now a little bit construction and development is really modeled after rome sure if you look at like pictures of bosnia and herzegovina especially the capital um the houses are mostly these like kind of white off-white sort of house like walls and then the The roofs are kind of an orange, kind of terracotta mm-hmm. color. It looks a little bit like those photos you get of Greece, where like everything is white with the blue roofs. Yeah, similar kind of a
1: like it's uniform so, vibe. It's so close to to Italy, I imagine. Absolutely. It's it's fairly early in the grand scheme of Roman conquests. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's it's <laughs> right next door. Um, so the Roman Empire, as we know, splits. And the Drina River, located in Bosnia, um, is used to draw the border between both halves.
1: Oh, interesting. Yeah,
0: which I thought that was kind of cool. The Drina is quite Im- important. Okay. It's...
1: There are a lot of those those rivers in Europe that become super important dividing lines. We yeah. saw that with the Rhine a lot in our Switzerland yeah, episode. Absolutely.
0: Drina is one of those. Yeah, um, I think Bosnia and Herzegovina is also bordered on the south or something by another river. Okay, um, so it's a very it's a big rivers and lakes
1: yes. kind of a place. I believe the whole region is is like that.
0: Yes, yes. Um, so they draw the border along the Drina River, and then the Roman Empire falls in four hundred and sixty CE, which opens up the area to Slavic people moving on through. From the research I did, it's kind of unclear where exactly Slovenes, Croats, and Serbs come from, but it might have been Russia slash Ukraine or the sort of Nordic
1: yeah parts. I think I think when I covered Slovenia, those were the origins I talked about there too.
0: It's what Britannica said,
1: yeah, and I think I mostly aired on the side of like Nordic areas, at least with my understanding of it. It made more sense to me.
0: yeah, it I'm not here to like take an academic position.
1: yeah, I'm just here to speculate wildly. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they're from around and like plumb the depths of my ignorance. Um, <laughs> they're they're from around.
1: Um, Probably to the north, northeast or east.
0: Something like that. Yeah. They certainly didn't rise out of the sea. So <laughs> unless they did, in which case, why don't Sick. we have records of that? People turning into
1: anyway. We all know about Atlantis. <laughs>
0: It's true. (laughs) Should we do a bonus episode on Atlantis?
1: If you can find me recordings of their anthem.
0: (laughs) I want to write one. Okay. Um, So around 800 CE, uh, the Slavic people have settled quite comfortably. um, And we see a division start to happen between types of Christianity. And this is really like the foundation for a lot of the conflict that we still see happening and ongoing. We'll get there. So Slovians and Croats um, adopt Roman Catholicism. And with it, the Roman alphabet. Serbs take on the, I wrote Easter Orthodox, Eastern Orthodox Christianity, um, and take on the Cyrillic alphabet. They probably
1: celebrate Easter.
0: Certainly they do. But, <laughs> but it's not called Easter Orthodox. Um, East Orthodox. <laughs> We're clear on that. Uh, they adopt the Cyrillic alphabet and then use it to communicate the same language, which like totally makes sense, but also blew my mind a little bit.
1: I think we saw that with the Romanian language through the years as well. There was some push and pull with Cyrillic versus Latin alphabet.
0: Yeah. So that happens here as well. It makes a certain amount of sense. Uh, and then the Drina River, again, is used as a border separating the churches into east and west.
1: OK. So right off the bat, um, so the the river is now acting as like a divide between sort of Western Christianity and Eastern Orthodox yes. Christianity. It's okay.
0: gonna fall apart though. Sure.
1: As as it always does. <laughs> as we
0: will see quite rapidly.
1: We love nothing more um, than to schism.
0: <laughs> it's gonna be a whole thing because there's gonna be there's gonna be Muslims soon.
1: Oh yeah. That also. makes sense.
0: Um and there still are it's it, any again. Yeah. We will get there when we get there. Um So the the region, which at this point is called Bosnia, so that's what we will call it for now, um, is kind of a weird place. Like Kosovo, it's sort of squeezed in between a lot of other places, some of them quite powerful, and everybody wants a piece of the pie because, of course, they do. Um, So in the 10th century, Bosnia covers more land than in the present day, um, reaching from the Drina River to the Adriatic Sea. Um, today, as we said, there's that small there's strip that of sliver of Croatia. Croatia, Croatia yeah, that separates. Um, so not a
1: huge difference in land mass.
0: Not huge. No, I think it will get slightly bigger. Okay, like down the line a little bit. Um, but no, it's been more or less. It's
1: it's quite a few small countries around each other there. Yes, so.
0: yes, and then the Drina currently like borders with Serbia. Okay. Nowadays, um, so. Byzantium, Hungary, Croatia, and Serbia are all trying to sort of claim Bosnia territory with the interests of expanding their own regions. Right. So we're clear going forward for a minute. The title for king in this era is Ban. B-A-N. Okay. So this guy Ban Kulin comes to power. Also, is this the part where everybody's... Oh, no, that's coming up. There's a part coming up where everybody's name is Stephen. It's great. <laughs> um, so Ben Kulin comes to power in 1130, making Bosnia an independent state um, at this time. Um, the Sorry, this is at the time when the Hungarian Empire, Holy Roman Catholic Empire and Ottoman Empire are all kind of the big guns in the
1: area. Yeah, those are three. Major forces Those that are were the pushing up ones. against each other for a while. Yeah.
0: And they, they will be for a while to come. I don't think I realized how old the Ottoman Empire is. Oh, yeah. That shit like stuck around. Man. Stuck
1: around. <laughs> so
0: that's fun. Um, a new religion emerges called Bogomilism, which is a subset of Christianity.
1: I've heard of it, I think.
0: It comes originally from Bulgaria um, and gains popularity in Bosnia as people try to like set themselves apart from the Catholic and Christian Orthodox neighbors
1: yeah and certainly there's a lot of subsets across yeah Europe.
0: the attitude here is a little bit of like we don't want what you're bringing we're gonna do our own thing mm-hmm. over here it does really well um although it is like technically sorry right okay so bogomilism does really well um even though it gets wiped out in bulgaria and byzantium ottoman's eventually gain control of Bosnia in 1463 when they sort of take it upon themselves to eradicate bogomilism in Bosnia and persecute all the followers thereof. Um, This opens the door for a bunch of folks to convert to Islam. At some point. It doesn't all happen overnight.
1: Right. It's not necessarily like a direct A to B. No,
0: but but the... The door is squeezed open roughly
1: simultaneously. (laughs)
0: Yes. Yes. Because they don't again, don't want either Roman Catholicism or Christian Orthodoxy. Um, This is kind of an ongoing theme. This like kind of pushback against what the surrounding regions are trying to bring in. Right. Um, While this is happening, there's some other political stuff that we're going to talk about. So in 1353, to just back this up for a second, Bosnia becomes a kingdom under this guy, Stephen Dvertko, which this I really... is
1: the first of our many This Stevens? is the first of our many Stevens. Hell yeah. Who is
0: taking over from his dead uncle, Stephen koto ah, Stephen the Manic. prequel. Yes. Um, <laughs> here's the great part. Um, Stephen the uncle...
1: Stephen the prequel. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> died fighting in a war against the Serbian Stephen Dusan... So going forward.
1: Dark (laughs) Stephen. Precisely.
0: Uh, So going forward, this is like the Stephen era or the Stephen wars or like. Great. That's what I want to call it. Anyway. um, (laughs) So.
1: So he died fighting the great Dark Stephen.
0: Yes. Um, So Stephen.
1: Who is Serbian, correct?
0: The Dark One? Yeah. Yes. The Dark One. (laughs) sorry I didn't mean it like that (laughs) oh god okay this has been a total mess this is why everyone you need to write your notes down good so then you can sound like a competent person and not an idiot like what I'm doing now okay
1: That's probably partly my fault for throwing you off with the Stephen nicknames. It's okay.
0: I like it. It's very funny. Um, If this was a more popular podcast, we could make t-shirts or something and people might be into that, but (laughs) I don't know. Anyway, so Stephen, the uncle, (laughs) the prequel, um, reigns from 1353 until 1391 That's a
1: pretty solid reign. It's
0: pretty solid, marking also the time when Bosnia is as big as it will ever be in terms of, like, geographic territory held. When he is crowned, however, um, he declares himself king of Bosnia, Serbs, and Croats. But as I read in Britannica, he was a smart guy and never, like, actually tried to act on any of that. He was just... like
1: He never tried to take over Serbia or anything. That's interesting, because when... Yugoslavia is going to eventually form. It first formed as the kingdom of Slovenes, Croats, and Serbs, or whatever it was.
0: Yeah, I think maybe just everyone is trying to be king of just claim the, the pl- whole Balkan region. I, I yeah, I think so because it's like little countries all next to each exactly, other. Exactly. Yeah, I think the you instinct can, is to be like, we should all have come to you do this together. You can see
1: why someone would look at it and say this is right for the taking.
0: Yes, yes, but he doesn't ever do anything about it. Yeah. he just says I'm in charge of everything. And I'm going to go take a nap now. Cool. And that's it. Um, basically, this whole time, um, Hungary is trying to take over Bosnia, but they don't really make any solid gains. Um, in the 1380s, the Ottoman Empire starts invading Serbia.
1: Serbia I was going to say, whoever wants to take Bosnia, they have to get through Serbia. They first. do. Okay. They do. And
0: the Ottomans are going to shoulder that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But I imagine
1: that's what Hungary was bumping up against all those years. Yes,
0: I think so. And not to mention, like, local resistance, I think, was also a part of this as well. Um, So the Ottoman Empire starts invading Serbia and also Hum, which is at the time ruled by Bosnia and eventually becomes Herzegovina.
1: Okay, so this is sort of where we're starting to delineate between Bosnia and what will become Herzegovina. Yes. Okay.
0: I'm going to try to be... Consistent about what we're talking about.
1: It can be really tough. <laughs> At with, what point? With those like one thing and the other thing yeah, countries. But like, like Certainly if... Sao <laughs> Tomé, we we've dropped the Principe sure. in talking about it quite a while ago. Yes.
0: Yes, that's that's absolutely true. Um so the Bosnians fought with the Serbs against the Ottoman invasion, and this like goes on for a while. Um eventually Bosnia kind of gets cut up into pieces. The large central part goes to the Ottomans and some of the northern areas go to Hungary. Uh, finally, sorry, the final settlement se- the, 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 the final settlement, there we go, in Herzegovina um, lands to the Turkish in 1482. And that's like it for Bosnia and Herzegovina for now. However, I'm a bit confused about this and I was trying to clarify who exactly the turkish people are because it seems there are ottoman turks which i think is what we're talking about here but i'm not a hundred percent clear on this okay it's not going to be that important going forward it was just a momentary confusion that i tried to sort out realized it was going to be a whole thing and then quietly retreated
1: yeah turkey is going to be a big one
0: yeah it is yeah it is um so bosnia Officially becomes part of the Ottoman Empire, but it remains distinct as a sort of province of the Ottoman Empire. Okay. During this period, also, Bosnia slowly, like, converts over to Islam. And there is a bit of, like, back and forth over the many, many years of, like, which religion is kind of dominant at any one time. Or, like, moving in to a large Muslim-dominated
1: Is it a m- era. Muslim-majority country today?
0: I believe so. Okay. But not entirely. Yeah. Um then Oh, there's right, there's this part too. So so Bosnia converts slowly to Islam, which like, I'm pretty sure mostly has to do with a tax that the Ottomans are imposing on non Muslims. Okay which certainly would get me probably to convert if I didn't care that much At about my religion. Paper, to begin. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be like, all oh, right, I'll do that. Like <laughs> no problem. Um, so I think that's part of what drives that, um, as well as the thing we talked about earlier, the trying to like differentiate from the Catholics mm-hmm. and Christians. Um, Catholicism is a subset of Christianity, right? Yes. Cool. Um, so then there are a lot of wars and Bosnia, and Herzegovina get kind of shoved in the middle of all of them. So at one point, um, soldiers are recruited from Bosnia, and sometimes the wars take place on, like, the land or on the borders. Sure. And they just kind of get trashed. These include several conflicts, including a Habsburg-Ottoman conflict, a Venetian-Ottoman conflict, and another thing with Hungary that we're not going to get into.
1: (laughs) Because, like, even if you're not... Participating in the war and the war's not being fought on your soil. Like if you're a landlocked country and all your neighbors are yeah. fighting the same war, it basically you have no choice. Yeah, you, you can't do shit. Still, plus
0: half the time it seems they're like, "Oh, you guys are Ottoman, come fight for us," and yeah. they're like, "Fuck you, man!" Like again, <laughs> I don't know. Um, so this, all of these conflicts last between ten and twenty years and really like take a toll on the morale. And the economic situation and the whole thing. So then Austria invades in 1697 and sets the Bosnian capital of Sarajevo. Sarajevo.
1: Sarajevo. Is it Sarajevo? I think so. Okay. I I would have guessed Sarajevo. Maybe we'll look it up.
0: What did I say? I did look it up and now I'm
1: doubting myself. (laughs) We'll double check. At the break, I think okay. it's Sarajevo. I think but it is if, too. If you we're wrong, then I will take the full blame for that.
0: <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure you're right. Um, I listened to a guy say it a lot of times, and then I got distracted because there was a, <laughs> there was another pronunciation video for Ottawa, and that was cracking me up. Anyway, <laughs> so so the Austrians come on in and set the capital on fire, and then like just scooch on back to Austria real quick. Sure, which. <laughs> like okay that's that's a choice um they like try war of
1: 1812 style <laughs>
0: it's just you run in you drop the bomb and you run out um so austria then like tries to invade again in 1736 but gets fought off they sign a peace settlement finally called the treaty of belgrade which you may have heard of previously um,
1: i mean at this point we've learned about so many treaties on this show <laughs> it's
0: like who even knows anymore <laughs> We could do a Someone, podcast just about treaties. The
1: one that keeps getting me is the Treaty of Berlin and how goddamn many treaties of Berlin yeah. there have been. Like a couple episodes ago yeah. I tried to Google Treaty of Berlin <laughs> and then had to specify like Treaty of Berlin 1818 regarding this war.
0: I think there there's something about Berlin in this too, maybe. Anyway, we'll get there if I'm not just confused. Um <laughs> So what's the Treaty
1: of Belgrade, so you said? The Treaty
0: of Belgrade in 1739 um, essentially solidifies the modern northern border of Bosnia. Okay. At this point, as we said, Bosnia is not doing super great. There were a bunch of wars, taxes went up, people don't love that, and there were a lot of revolts. There's quite a, a strict, like, serfdom thing going on where a lot of the, the landowners are Muslim and the sort of underlings are Christian.
1: Okay. What, uh, what sort of year are we at now? Or like period? I don't need an exact year.
0: This is 16th century. Okay. Okay. Si- so
1: we're earlier than I thought actually. No, se- like 1700s. Okay.
0: The treaty of Belgrade is
1: 1739. Okay. So 18th
0: century. 18th century. I do that backwards all the time. It's
1: easy to mix it's so up. so annoying.
0: <laughs> anyway. Also there's the plague, which is always fun. Um, but The source I was reading said some tourists that went to the capital said it was a very nice place. Um, Similar to some other situations we've seen, although Bosnia is not its own independent thing, the cities were fairly independent and could sort of
1: do what they wanted on local matters. Okay, so fairly strong local governments in terms of, like, what sort of jurisdiction they have.
0: Yes, yes. It's a good time for building mosques, and they do some experimenting with poetry and theology, so it's not a complete wash. In the early 1800s, the Ottomans come up with a bunch of reforms, and Bosnia kind of does okay not going along with this because they're relatively independent. Um, They
1: have a pretty strong, like, Are we talking about, like, religious reforms or political reforms?
0: I believe, yeah, okay, so it was, they wanted to change some things regarding military conscription, uh, the tax system.
1: Okay, so political reforms.
0: Yeah, and then also we're going to give some more freedom to Christians, which obviously, like, as we sort of established, Bosnia doesn't like because all the people in charge
1: are Muslim. But it's not like, you know, the orthodoxy is being changed. These are changes to the laws. Just the laws. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, So Bosnia doesn't want to go along with the reforms. The Ottomans don't love this. So they send in the army. And at this point, Herzegovina is sort of separated from the rest of Bosnia.
1: And that's to the south.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yes. So up until now, Muslims had all the power positions Um, and Christians are kind of second class. Which I find like kind of hilarious because that's never the structure almost.
1: I mean, certainly it is in Muslim nations. But
0: I guess it is in Muslim nations and all I do is study Christian ones. So that's yeah. <laughs> Just again, plumbing the depths of my ignorance. Um so a lot of the changes, although they're technically in place, they don't get enforced because the Muslim Bosnian landowners are so powerful and they're like, no, we're not, we're not doing that. So again, there's a lot of resistance, the taxes and the reforms. Um, Ottomans are trying to sort of put down the local Bosnian rulers and together with Serbs and Montenegro start a war against the Ottoman Empire in 1876. Then Russia jumps in on the side of the Bosnians and the Serbs and Montenegro. And then other strong European powers get a little antsy about how much influence Russia has in the area. So they have, oh, this is it. This is it. They have something together called the Congress of Berlin. Not a treaty, uh,
1: but a Congress. Congress <laughs> of Berlin. Okay.
0: Um, to, and decide...
1: I bet in, you there's been a fair few of those, Oh, too. I'm
0: sure. <laughs> I'm sure there have been hundreds. This one is with regards to Bosnia. <laughs> and so they decide during the Congress of Berlin that Bosnia and Herzegovina will technically be ruled by the Turkish but occupied and governed by Austro-Hungary.
1: Okay, if, and that's like the Habsburg Empire is yes. Austria-Hungary.
0: Yes. Um I don't understand what, like okay, this is 1878.
1: This is a period where d- there were setups for international relations that don't have any modern counterparts. This is like,
0: bananas. We
1: talked about this in in brief in, I think, our Moldova episode mm-hmm. when we talked about suzerainty. Yeah, and that was confusing. That was so hard for me to put a finger on because what I found in looking into the definitions of suzerainty is that there is no modern equivalent. Yeah, There's no updated version of a suzerain relationship it's just something (laughs) we fucking stopped doing so like a lot of these versions of international relations particularly like roughly 150 years ago is as people are really developing these political consciousness and starting to understand sort of the rules for international relations we start to see I guess, some experiments that yeah. that just don't stand the test of time. Like, I
0: was reading about this and I was like, I'll be damned if you can come up with a more complicated version yeah. of trying to like subdue a country than this wackadoodle thing we have going on here. Obviously, the Bosnians don't love this, and they kind of go, like, kicking and screaming into Austro-Hungarian rule. It
1: kind of fucking sounds like a lose-lose for them. It's
0: ridiculous. (laughs) This is absolutely... Sounds like
1: the worst kind of compromise.
0: This is absolutely insane. (laughs) I don't understand why they do this. I don't really know what they were trying to accomplish. I don't think it worked that good. So anyway, um, Austro-Hungary basically has their work cut out for them. Um, They did things very gradually they took a slow approach to changing anything in Bosnia and they were criticized for this I don't think by Bosnians but anyway well Austria-Hungary
1: is basically the the empire of centuries entrenched power like yes these are not people who are imbued with a revolutionary spirit
0: no what they're trying to do is like work it out a little bit between the tenants and the landlords yeah we saw the issues between them previously um then a Interesting kind of a thing happens where Bosnian Christians start identifying with Serbia and Croatia, like basically adopting nationality because of their religion. Okay. If that makes sense. So if you're Roman Catholic, you're Croat. If you're Orthodox, you're Serb. And this is very confusing to me because I live in this kind of like Canadian melting pot. And isn't bit. it
1: still kind of a Muslim dominated country yeah, at this it, point? It
0: is still a little bit.
1: So are the Muslims just identifying as Bosnians? They
0: are. They are. I think Bosniak is the word they will okay. use shortly to identify themselves.
1: Okay. Um. Is that the, the word for it? Yes. Okay. Interesting. Yes. I think I'd have said Bosnian.
0: I think many people would have... I'm pretty sure, though. Yeah, no, it's Bosniak. That's that's what they chose.
1: That's really interesting. Yeah, and
0: I think it sort of continues today.
1: It's a prefix or a suffix in English that makes me think of, like, the Animaniacs.
0: Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a curious one, um, but nonetheless is what gets used.
1: Okay, so... Just to be clear again, mm-hmm. the the Catholics are identifying with the Croats., yes. the Orthodox are identifying with the Serbs, yes, and the Muslim people are then starting to identify as Bosniaks. yes, okay, which and is like yeah. are there people who identify as Herzegovinian
0: not. People? it did not really come up, okay. I think people. As I kind of said at the beginning, are like much more attached to you know your your family background right. like are you from Croatia or are you from and I think similar to what we saw in Kosovo, people will call themselves like kosovo serb or yeah. or Croatian like that kind of okay thing it's so confusing <laughs> it's so confusing and I think especially coming from a country where as I do like where anybody can be from anywhere and you're still Canadian yeah kind of this kind of alliance is quite confusing to me that's like if I still was standing around being like no but I'm British Canadian like what the? I mean it's not
1: totally totally out of the question like just today we rode the bus past the Portuguese sporting club like there are there are there are examples of similar things that exist but
0: there's less tension yes like, I'm not looking to, like, fight some French yeah,
1: people. Yeah, like, I don't think the Portuguese sporting club is going and having gang fights with the Spanish sporting club. I don't club. think so. Yeah.
0: Maybe, like, sometimes, but not really. And
1: they didn't invite me? That sounds like so much fun.
0: <laughs> so it's just, it's a different kind of a dynamic brought about, I think, very much by the geography. Yeah. And the whole history of what's going on here. Um. So, where did we get to? That was a bit of a tangent. All right. All right. So this all kind of devolves into sort of political parties that are based around whether you're Muslim, Serbian, or
1: Croat. Right. So very religiously affiliated political parties.
0: Yeah, but they don't I don't think they really like come to anything. Cuz in 1908 Austro-Hungary like officially takes over fully.
1: Right. Okay.
0: Um they Seemingly did this without telling anyone, which created something of a European diplomatic crisis. Sure, where they were just like, "Nah, it's ours now," and everyone was like, "What? What? What? Oh, you can't
1: just you can't just do that." But well, they Austria-Hungary did. Austria Hungary kind um, of pulling shit like that is going to be part of the reason we get to World War One, isn't it?
0: Yes, we're just coming to World War One yeah. shortly. Um, Bosnia I... will be like astoundingly important. Uh, yeah, which we will see. So.
1: Oh, yeah, it's Sarajevo where that whole fucking thing goes down, isn't it?
0: We're going to kick off World War One, my friend. Oh, good. <laughs> so, um... So, they take the, over... The yeah. most
1: infamous hand grenade toss in history. God almighty,
0: yes. Um, and so the Ottoman Empire, at this time, is kind of, like, toying with the idea of a democracy. Um, and they figure, if they do that if they succeed in like establishing their democracy they can kind of reabsorb Bosnia and Herzegovina under the steam power right um instead Bosnia and Herzegovina remain under Austro-Hungarian rule um and are allowed to set up like a limited parliament for themselves so then it's the Balkan War which you may remember from our episode on Kosovo Mm Mm-hmm. This creates a state of emergency in Bosnia as Serbia works to expand its borders.
1: So the the Balkan War. Can you just outline briefly who is on what side? Is it basically no, Serbia I, against all? I or? don't remember. Okay,
0: sorry. <laughs> I was again. I didn't. Sorry, that's okay. I didn't want to get into it again. It it was complicated. I think there's also two of them. Are you looking it up now?
1: No, I was just going to leave a note that maybe we could look it up at the break. Oh, okay.
0: We can do that. Um, then we welcome in our dear friend, Archduke Franz Ferdinand, who comes to Bosnia and Herzegovina to like check out some military exercise or something. It seemed a bit vague. Um,
1: yeah, I got the impression it was like a military parade or something. Yeah, was my understanding. something
0: like that. And he just comes along to check it out. And then he is assassinated on June twenty eighth, nineteen fourteen, in Bosnia's capital of Sarajevo.
1: And uh, who is he assassinated by? It's a group called the Black Hand. I
0: believe so. Yeah. That sounds that sounds ringing bells. Which is
1: from such a great name, great ten
0: history. Oh my
1: god! Like of all the names for people to to create one of the worst wars in human history, like mm-hmm. at least they've got a good fantasy novel evil assassin it's true. group name they do
0: have that they do have that um so we all know a little bit what comes next um bosnia and herzegovina remain under austro-hungarian rule through world war one um but some serbs in the country are kind of regarded suspiciously
1: right which and then Austria-Hungary is going to be dismantled at the end of the war.
0: Indeed. So after the war, uh, they ditch the Habsburg rule and join some other local countries. We talked about this in Kosovo, setting up Yugoslavia. Yes. So th- this is kind of a hazy time for Bosnia and Herzegovina. They get kind of absorbed and don't like exactly exist.
1: Right. I imagine by, they become prior to Yugoslavia. I imagine they become part of the Kingdom of Slovenes, Serbs, and they Croats. Do. We talked they about do, yeah. yes, which
0: very quickly becomes
1: becomes Yugoslavia. Yugoslavia yes. yes, but you You're know, right. it's 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 not the Kingdom of Slovenes, Bosniaks, Serbs, and Croats. No, it that's, is. yeah. <laughs>
0: that's true. They are part of it. Um, although, the, my source noted that um, the outline was generally retained on maps. Although it was also kind of disregarded. Okay. So does it exist? Who knows? Um, Then they are absorbed into the independent state of Croatia in World War II after being invaded by Axis. Right. Powers. World War II was a massacre. It was no good. Um, A fascist movement in Croatia called UTASA. Um, took it upon themselves to kill some 14,000 Bosnian Jews and also, quote, tens of thousands of Serbs. There are two resistance movements, um, one called the Serbian Royalists and another. Sorry, the Serbian Royalists are called Chetniks and also separate from them, a communist partisan group called the Partisans. Um, yes, which was we a talked little,
1: about the Partisans in Slovenia.
0: Yeah, which was a little more
1: multicultural. And that's that's the group that has like Tito is is a part yes. of the partisans. Yes. Yes it
0: is. Um, so then there's a civil war essentially between these two groups. So we're not only fighting World War 2, we're also fighting a civil war. The Chetniks get support But a civil
1: war that is roughly an extension of World War it II. It is. Yes. It is. It's
0: just like yet another thing to worry yeah. about. Um, So the Chetniks get support from the Axis powers and then do like a bunch of really bad stuff to Bosnian Muslims. Um, Eventually, the partisans liberate the capital and in 1945, establish a communist government.
1: And we're talking about the capital at this point of all of Yugoslavia?
0: Oh, that's a good question. I'm not... probably?
1: Yeah, I imagine so. Yeah, I don't see how it could
0: be anything else. Um, In the numbers, because this is always fun... World War II kills 164,000 Serbs, 75,000 Muslims, and 64,000 croats. So, it's bloody nonsense.
1: Yeah, that's those are insane numbers. And
0: we didn't even talk about the genocide yet. So, post-war, there's some more not great stuff. Um, communist Yugoslavia kind of takes it upon themselves to trash some important Muslim institutions like schools and religious set orders you know okay um in the area of bosnia and herzegovina there's also
1: and is this tito's government
0: i think so yeah i think so um because they're they're right after world war Two. i right? believe so yeah. yeah then yes um there is Now also kind of a conversation to be had about Muslim as like an ethnic identity versus a religious one.
1: Sure. At least within the context of Bosnia. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: I think like the, you know, Roman Catholics being I forget if it was Serbian Croats Croats, and the other way around. Also um, for the Serbs, I think it's a little like that. They're having that same sort of identity crisis. And I'm not, to be fair, like 100% sure how this works or kind of falls out. But this is where Bosnian Muslims start identifying as Bosniak. Okay. Um, This is kind of the like, this is what we're calling ourselves and we're sticking with it. Um, We move sort of through into the 1980s when there's general dissatisfaction overall due to
1: economic hard times. And we're now into the Milosevic government i imagine yes yeah
0: yes there's i forgot i forgot a little bit about them but yes so 1991 um sees the appearance of what were called serb autonomous regions which are sort of similar to what we see in kosovo where the serbs are like this is our spot yeah this is where the serbs are um, and this is also followed by two croat communities um, areas with, with large populations of serbs tend like we're trying basically to like separate from the rest of Bosnia and Herzegovina and do their own independent thing um Yugoslavia starts to dissolve at this point and things are kind of like rocky everywhere but especially in Croatia there is some discussion about now separating again Bosnia and Herzegovina Croatia and Slovenia declare independence and are recognized by the EU and then the EU kind of does everyone a solid and is like hey Bosnia and Herzegovina these guys just got their independence. You should try too, And so that is that is what they do. Um, there's a vote. It's a little sketchy because it overwhelmingly was in favor of independence. But also it seems there was some obstruction in the voting um, in areas with a lot of, like with a high Serbian population. Okay. So it seems some of those guys just didn't get to the polls right. to vote against the independence,
1: which they probably wanted to
0: do. So anyway, you can see that however you want to. Um,
1: I mean, it seems unlikely to me that it wouldn't have been overwhelmingly in favor of independence. What I, the fuck do any of I these people know. want with I, anyone around them ruling their country?
0: I don't know. Probably some people think it should just be Serbian. Yeah, I and guess there's, probably, there's so many
1: people who identify as Croats and Serbs. And probably that there's, some people there's just that, but
0: think it should be Croatian, and then you have to deal with that. But anyways... Even then,
1: like, if I... You know, identify as a whatever Bosniak Serb or however they want to phrase it. Mm -hmm. I still think I want someone in Bosnia from Bosnia ruling Bosnia. (laughs)
0: Like hypothetically. (laughs) Um, So. Regardless, um, Bosnia and Herzegovina, Herzegovina, sorry, are officially independent as of March 3rd,
1: 1992. Which is good. It's yeah, pretty late. I think it's but it's good. 90 through 93 is where that whole Yugoslavia thing falls apart, roughly. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's it's in keeping with what's going on in the rest of the area. Obviously they don't no one does this in a vacuum. Um, the EU now like sort of tries to parse the country into sections based on ethnic divisions. So they're like, this part's going to be for the Muslims, and this part is going to be for the Croats, and this part is going to be for the Serbs, but nobody likes that.
1: You having... can see why that impulse would be there. Absolutely, after after and such a long history of like yeah. ethnic violence. And normally,
0: I'm not into this stuff because this is how like they draw lines and then families get yeah, separated. Like, but in partitioning, this partitioning.
1: I'm not even saying it's a good idea. I'm saying no, I can see why they think it's a good idea. In this
0: like one maybe exceptional case, I'm like, <laughs> okay, I can, I can see that. I can see why that might even work for some people, as much as it, also kind of sucks so anyway it doesn't happen um bosnian serbs are not interested in independence and then they take up arms against sarajevo the yugoslavian army they jump in on that like real quick
1: right so Um, yugoslavia still exists at this point in some form it's just lost slovenia and bosnia because it like
0: dissolves and then re
1: Oh right, comes yeah, together yeah.
0: again. I think we talked about this with Kosovo too. Yeah, we um, did. I
1: forgot about the so, sort of second Yugoslavia. Yeah, they come yeah. back
0: together like minus some guys. Yeah, and um, so I think that's what this is now. Um, the goal of these Bosnian Serbs is mostly to attack cities and towns which with large Bosniak populations. So these are the Muslims that we yeah. saw from before, and. So now we get to talk about the fun times that are the Bosnian genocide. Um, the The Bosniaks were the most targeted, but a lot of Croats also died and were displaced. Um, like with Kosovo, NATO gets involved and tries to help negotiate peace. in 1994, Bosnian Serbs control most of the territory and sort of refuse to give any of it up so they can't they can't get the peace agreement because the Bosnian Serbs are like, nope Yeah. We're just, nope, we're putting our foot down. (laughs) We will not be going anywhere. And eventually, though, the Serbs are under enough pressure that they finally sit down to the Dayton Accords, which at the end, when it's done, mean that 51% of Bosnia and Herzegovina um, would be Croat Bosniak and 49% is Serb. This is finalized in 1995.
1: In Dayton, Ohio? Yes. Weird.
0: <laughs> I think they were trying to get everybody out of the like if i a neutral zone.
1: Why not New York City? Why Dayton, Ohio?
0: I don't know. <laughs> Write NATO and ask them. <laughs> Maybe they can tell you. Um This is finalized, did I say this? In nineteen ninety five? Yeah. Um casualties are somewhere between 100,000 and 200,000. Originally, the larger number was the estimate. And since it's been like scaled back somewhat, I have no idea what the right answer is here. Or is if... Yeah,
1: that's suspect to me. Ex- only because extremely... like every single atrocity in history is like, yeah. these are the official numbers. But historians actually think it's like 10 times bigger than that. Yes. Is so... How every other thing in history goes. I
0: think a little bit like what I found with Kosovo, there was one source that I think I talked about. It was like quite sketchy, but essentially told me that they, after the war, there like sent out a survey to be like, How many people did you know that died? kind of a thing, right? And just got people to like self report, yeah, on what happened. Which I'm not saying you can't do that, it's probably more accurate than some other ways, but it's also like if we know the same person, then they get recorded twice. I don't know, I guess you maybe account for that. Regardless, I don't know how they're counting these numbers, right? It's probably not very good and it would depend who was counting to so anyway on top of that some two million people are displaced similar to what we saw in kosovo yeah um there are some troubling photographs that you can look at online if mass graves are your thing so each autonomous region um is established in 1995 and has its own president and legislature and this is still still how it's working okay today um so we're seeing still that 51 percent 49 percent yeah divide um Bosnia makes up most of the country. Herzegovina in the south accounts for about 20% of the like
1: landmass. Okay.
0: But as I was saying, like, the main issue is the ethnic divide, not the Bosnia versus Herzegovina. No, they, that's,
1: that's not a contentious one.
0: They have not seemed to care that the other one exists for all of history. Right. There's no that I saw. And there's no war. Purely
1: a marriage of convenience. Yeah, yeah. there's yeah. no,
0: like, Bosnia versus Herzegovina war or, like, soccer they're, matches. They're or roommates, basically. Fi- exactly. Yeah. They are roommates. That is precisely the relationship <laughs> that these two areas... I'm not going to say countries because it's all one country um, have with each other and that it's only regional and nothing else. Okay. Maybe if you live there, it's a little bit like oh, Bosnians, whatever. I don't kind of don't think so. Um, That's not the gist I got at all. So fun facts. Yeah. Fun facts. Um, The 1984 winter Olympics were the first to be held in a Slavic language speaking region. um, And, held in sarajevo cool and the first held in a socialist country the national flower is the golden lily which symbolizes gift giving and is often used to decorate birthday cakes and like wrapping paper and adjacent decorations which i thought was kind of cool it's quite a pretty flower kind of a lily sort of a looking thing bright yellow anyway um the architecture as i kind of mentioned earlier is quite striking with those kind of like off-white buildings with the red brown roofs yeah i'd like Um, to see a
1: couple pictures
0: the pictures are quite nice i think it's it's a real like Sarajevo by itself is quite a growing tourist destination right um it's very picturesque it's where you want to go and take photos for your instagram cool um bouncing off of this a little bit there is a bridge called the starry most which was built during the 16th century by the ottomans it was unfortunately destroyed in the aforementioned genocide and then repaired and rebuilt in 2004. Oh, cool. I have to say they did a pretty good job. I saw a yeah. picture, didn't look bad at all. Um, the landscape is quite striking. You can see pictures of this as well. And quite varied. There are mountains and beaches and also a rainforest. The rainforest is pretty cool. Um, it's called the Perusi- Perusica, hopefully. Okay. Rainforest and has trees that are over 300 years old. Cool. and parts are so dense that people can't go in there Wow which I think is kind of neat um, they also have trams in the capital um, which they've had since 1885 making it one of Europe's oldest tram systems cool um, they're also quite cool looking and I think still functional yeah um, and have not been demoted to tourist attractions like
1: like San Francisco like San yeah. Francisco
0: um, and I think that's cool because we have streetcars here and it's like oh yay. <laughs> my streetcar friends <laughs> um on a slightly less fun note there are left over from the war in the 90s um a crap ton of landmines
1: oh fuck. still around i know that can so, be a real like decades long project of cleaning up like yeah i think there's still farmers in central europe who have to send in old world war ii munitions that they dig up in their farm fields because they're still fucking finding them that, yes
0: um there are they estimate some two hundred thousand in bosnia and Herzegovina,
1: and that's not um, a big country it's
0: not it's <laughs> a lot of what like landmines per capita yeah <sighs> okay i wonder if so, we can find that stat at the break it is i read one of like the top most, like, landmined countries in the
1: world. Okay. Um,
0: Which, like, cool, I I don't know. I really hope they can clean them up and they can do it
1: safely. That's, the problem is that I think to clean it up safely, Mm -hmm. you need to do it very slowly.
0: Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. You don't want to go, like, running around waiting for the landmines. Yeah. Anyway. Um, So, a fun thing to end on. Um, there is a dog breed native to the area called the Torn Jack. Uh,
1: a great name. Great
0: name. Cute dog. Yeah. They are big and very cute and very fluffy. Um, but they are also like working farm dogs. Cool. So the thing I was reading said basically don't get one if you live in a small place, needs a backyard, needs like work to do to feel useful. Yeah, for sure. Was my understanding. Kind of like a, like a border collie kind of a situation
1: need to keep it busy or it'll go insane look
0: like dogs that kind of thing yeah um they need they need to be doing stuff so that's all i have for fun facts um we're gonna take a break and listen to some anthems this is kind of a wild ride yeah i have to say i've got um, just a
1: couple questions for you before we go to the break sure let's do it so uh, yeah, just a couple things we've talked about already through the episode mm-hmm. is: can you find out if the Dalmatian dog breed comes from Dalmatia? Yes. Uh, who were the belligerents on either side of the Balkan War? Mm-hmm. And can we find out where this country ranks in the worldwide rankings of landmines per capita <laughs> or per square foot? The scary
0: thing is, I'm like a hundred percent sure there's a website for this. Yeah,
1: some nerd. Although I've been surprised. Sometimes yeah. I've been like, I bet I can find this statistic and then I can't. So okay, well, we're going to try it anyways. It might not and... be out there, but see what you can find out for me.
0: Okay, sounds good. Um, we're also going to be eating some food. Um, we, will, we will be making... Um, Shevap?
1: Shivapi? I think just shavap. I don't think there's an E.
0: Some spellings, there's an I on the end of it. Oh,
1: interesting. Yeah, okay, okay, maybe that's like the more...
0: But some spellings, Classical. there's
1: no... It's, it's just C-H-E-V-A-P on the box we got. We had to buy them frozen. Yeah, uh, we're a little bit disappointed, yeah, but it's anyway. It's probably not going to be our, our most legit meal, but we've got but, some pita bread and some tzatziki and tomatoes. Yeah, and...
0: we're going to like do it properly. It is traditionally eaten with pita bread and onions. Yeah. We're going to do that. We're going to cook them to the best of our ability. I'm sure it won't be bad anyways. Yeah, it's and we can just, imagine how good it would be we, if someone was making them fresh for us in Bosnia.
1: We We are not grinding our own beef and lamb is really what i'm saying here no
0: you he would love that though
1: oh i would love to get a meat grinder someday that's that's on my list
0: one day we will have one
1: <laughs> all right let's take a break then and listen to this anthem. okay
0: sounds good Have a few things to talk about. We're going to talk about the anthem and a little bit about the history of the anthem. We're also going to address your questions, Aaron, from
1: Yeah, I before. did have a couple questions. I also had a, a story that I thought was related to Bosnia, but it's actually more of a Kosovo story, but yeah. I'm going to drop it in here. So
0: we're going to tell that because it was only two weeks ago and it's a great story. So go ahead.
1: <laughs> so uh, our audience, I'm sure, is familiar with the British singer James Blunt, who. Assaulted our ears all through, you know, like the (laughs) middle school times with, uh, you know, You're Beautiful, songs like that. Really sappy singer-songwriter kind of type. And he actually, before he became a musician, served uh, for NATO in the British Armed Forces and fought in Kosovo, where he was second in command of a unit where, I guess there was an airbase near Pristina where the Russians had recently taken over it and... James Blunt's commander, uh, got an order saying to go take over this airstrip from the Russians who were like ostensibly fighting on their side. So James Blunt and this general, I mean, I'm sure it's exaggerated to great degree, but they like to claim that they prevented World War III by (laughs) refusing to carry out this order. So it wasn't, you know, James Blunt wasn't the direct commander, but I believe he was the second in command. And and the one who was actually given this order directly. That's
0: really cool. I wish I had had this for the fun facts.
1: It, yeah, I thought it was the Balkan War, but I guess it was the Kosovo War. So
0: we'll consider it an honorary fun fact for <laughs> Kosovo. That's really cool. All right, so maybe let's first talk about the food and then do the questions and then we'll do the anthem.
1: Yeah, I loved the food. Um, I'm working through a severely burned mouth roof right Yeah, now, it like ripped I, up a
0: little bit at the top Yeah, part. I, me, I, I bit in, in a little too good.
1: early, I think, but uh, <laughs> man, it was delicious. I we was did,
0: impressed for frozen food. Yeah, pitas
1: yeah. with tomato and raw onion and tzatziki and just like i considered cooking the onion because i generally am not the biggest raw onion guy it was but right it for this really worked in this yeah it was I agree. so good i did
0: the same thing when i was looking at like the ways that it's usually served and one of the mm-hmm. things they said was raw onion and i was like ah, i don't know raw onions is kind of a lot but actually yeah it worked it was yeah
1: good. i usually just like saute them enough to soften them up but this was raw onion was the right call for this one
0: yeah so to address your questions also uh, with regards to the Dalmatians.
1: Yeah, I understood there was some <laughs> disagreement when you were doing your research there. And
0: like every website is like other people will say that it <laughs> did come from the place. And then the next source is like, now some people think it didn't come from that, but actually it did. So nobody agrees on this, basically. Okay, but some
1: people claim that some Dalmatians came from Dalmatia and yes. some disagree.
0: Yes. Okay. The, uh, consensus is that Dalmatians are from the like general area.
1: Sure, somewhere near Dalmatia at the very least.
0: And then you get into all this stuff about people who are, like, represented in paintings from, like, this year and this year. You Mm. can see these white-spotted dogs, and it's like, okay, does that prove anything?
1: I don't know. Well, and, like, the question of... How long were these dogs being bred before someone yeah. made it a breed? And like, absolutely, it would be difficult to track so for sure. Someone
0: other than me can go dig up all the sources <laughs> on this and like do the in-depth academic research that but I guess. The short needs to answer be done. is maybe. Yes, the short answer is we do not know. <laughs> Possibly, up to you to do the more in-depth stuff.
1: Okay. Um,
0: with regards to the Balkan War, the first Balkan War. Yes, this is the Ottoman Empire as supported by Austria Hungary versus Bulgaria, Serbia, Greece, and Montenegro. Okay. And landmines. This is also very confusing. Numbers all over the bloody place. Right.
1: You were saying Um. there was a lot of disagreement, and I'm sure no one has counted every landmine in... You couldn't. Or they'd have cleaned them up along the way. (laughs) It's true. It's true. I don't think... I don't know if it's possible
0: to get a good number on this. I thought I was using a good source. This is making me question everything, so... Again, you can do your in depth research if you want to. One but source we I were found,
1: finding it was one of the most heavily landed. It mines is one of the most
0: heavily for like the size of it, especially. The one source I found that I don't know because this also assumed that there were like three million mines. Right. So, and I thought
1: we were working off like two hundred thousand. Which is what something. I thought too. Okay. So you
0: can see the huge discrepancies here, and I don't really know what like mm, where this is coming yeah. from or who counted it or how good of a job they did but their estimate was 152 mines per square
1: mile which is Seems an absurd number
0: astounding like how can you even walk there but well and of maybe course they you... they're,
1: they're going to be concentrated in certain of course, places but of course
0: it's not like they disperse <laughs> <them. laughs> and you get a mine and you get a mine and you get does everybody have their land mines no that's not how they're doing this for sure but um Anyway, there's a number. Take it, leave it, do your own research, whatever you want to do. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk a little bit about this national anthem. This is a bit of a hairy one um, in the history and lack thereof. The, the first thing I think I need to lead with is that it seems people don't kind of care that much.
1: Sure, and um, that has been the case a couple times. Yeah,
0: and we'll get into a little bit why, but I think it's worth knowing given all the stuff that's going to happen here. So the anthem is called a few things. It's called intermezzo or also the national anthem of Bosnia and Herzegovina, which gets no points for creativity. Yeah. I read, yeah, that it's not popular and that people mostly like want to sing the anthem that reflects their heritage. So the Croats are using the Croatian national anthem and
1: Serbs are using the, Serbs the, Serbian, using the Serbian, Serbian one, etc., etc. et,
0: cetera, et cetera.
1: Um, It is... But what about then these self-identified well, Bosniaks? Or do they care more about I'm, this I'm anthem? I'm going to tell you about okay. them.
0: So um, this anthem replaces the an older version um, that was... Okay, they said that they got rid of it because it wasn't inclusive enough. It was called Jedna is Jedina, or You Were the One and Only. Supposedly... It was not inclusive. I read the lyrics. I don't see what anybody's problem was. It's yeah, not really I, it, explicit one way or another.
1: It might be like, you know, some references are implicit references to Serbian yeah. things that we don't understand. It and could be. Yeah. Maybe
0: it came over badly in translation. Ma- yeah, maybe it's
1: a translation a issue. can
0: happen here. Um, so, you know, what do I know? Kind of a kind of our landing place <laughs> here. Um You Were the One and Only was the official anthem between 1992 and 1999.
1: Oh, yeah. These guys became independent so recently that, like, it's actually kind of surprising they've had two anthems.
0: It's quite something. Um, And it, as I understand, did have official lyrics, these ones that nobody liked or that weren't inclusive enough.
1: Because this is one of... We've covered now three of them, but this is one of four anthems in the world without official lyrics. Yes. The only there is San Marino, Kosovo, Bosnia and Spain.
0: Yeah. yeah. Which, as you said, Spain surprises me, but we'll get there when we get there. Um, so, yeah, this was until 99 for this newer anthem. The, which that was like made official in 1999 there has been a push to establish lyrics most recently in 2018 but the political tensions are too much it's making it really hard to
1: i mean pin the, anything down the unofficial lyrics seem unoffensive I, but agree. I i guess you said the same thing about the last song that that wasn't inclusive yeah enough, i don't so.
0: i think all of it is fine i don't know what people's problem okay. is here but like whatever not is it's okay i'm sure there is a reason um, but the Bosniaks, as you remember, the, the sort of Muslim population, yeah. um, are still using the old version.
1: Oh, are still using You Are the One and Only. Yes, they okay. prefer
0: You Are the One and Only. So nobody, so likes,
1: nobody likes this likes Nobody song. likes it. Okay. Nobody likes it. But anyway, it exists. Um, I think it's actually all right. Like, I, I, I'm yes. not planning to score it harshly at all. No,
0: I, I also think it's <laughs> quite good. Um, that one vocal performance, as we said, is quite nice. Yeah,
1: really one of um, the best performances we've had on this show.
0: Yeah, I think the percussion line and the instrumental one is pretty cool. But anyway, <laughs> um, so so intermezzo was, which I'm gonna call it because it's too confusing. It's a better title. Yeah, um, was composed by Bosnian Serb Dušan Um and he originally actually played the violin, which I thought you would find cool, interesting. Um, It was, as usual, hard to find information on this guy. Sure. Um, Wikipedia says that he played for the JNA Symphony Orchestra in Serbia, as well as the Military Orchestra in Split, Croatia, and the Split Opera, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, He also wrote music for children, TV, and some popular stuff. Um, And he taught violin. I thought this was a fun tidbit that makes me think maybe he wrote his own Wikipedia page. (laughs) At the Vlado Milosevic Music School in Banja Luka, which is in Bosnia and Herzegovina. Um, I looked them up, and I couldn't find a ton. They have a Facebook page, but okay. n- not a lot right. of action, it looked like. So, I don't know, pandemic times.
1: I also wouldn't be that surprised if, like, the music school had put that there.
0: Yes, that could also <laughs> entirely be true. <laughs> um, the lyrics, it seems... A few people have tried to like put forward lyrics. I'm not sure where these ones exactly came from. Okay. One of the people I read, this is also Wikipedia though, who like was gunning for lyrics was the composer.
1: Um, But his are, as far as we know, not the ones we're looking at? I don't think so. Okay.
0: It's a little hazy. Yeah. Um, As previously mentioned, nobody cares about this. (laughs) So there's a distinct edge of apathy.
1: Yeah, um, for With sure.
0: regards to it, which I think also carries over into not caring much, like what, get, what gets recorded about its history or right. other particulars. It's like, I don't know, whatever. It's just an anthem. So we listened to a few versions of this. Uh, I had one almost intelligible one from a soccer game. Yeah. Um, Bosnia and Herzegovina, they love football over there.
1: Sure. Um, that's, that's a pretty safe assumption about most countries. <laughs> it
0: is. It is. And I think, too... Like, I don't know. In Canada, we love hockey and we love the Olympics. I think other places don't love the Olympics maybe quite as much as we do. Yeah. And I feel that's because it's just replaced by soccer.
1: Well, every other Olympics, we get to be the best country on Earth. In the winter. That's what I'm saying.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Which is pretty cool. Anyway, so um, we have we have the unofficial lyrics that we're going to be looking at. Uh, you can later, if you want, look up the ones to You Are the One and Only which, again, I did not find offensive, but you can be the judge of that. And so are
1: we talking ratings then, or is there yeah. more history to get nope, into? No, that's the history. That's let's
0: it. get into the ratings. Yeah,
1: so I think these are quite good, uh, as far as the lyrics go, actually. I think I there's agree. some really nice stuff here.
0: We complain a lot about lack of specificity. Like,
1: I, if, I was thrilled to see mm-hmm. that both Bosnia and Herzegovina get a shout-out in they do. the anthem.
0: They do, um, and I think... Some of the images are quite nice. Yeah. You're the light of the soul, eternal fire's flame. That's a pretty good start.
1: I really enjoyed uh, in the last stanza, the generations of yours show up as one. We go into the future yeah. together. I thought that was a really lovely.
0: It is. It has a good attitude. This it does. Anthem. It's very it's, like
1: forward looking. It's positive. It's poetic. It's yeah. like you said, it's looking to the future. Mm. I like these lyrics a lot As as far as very straightforward anthems go that mm. aren't like reinventing the wheel like some of them have been Mm -hmm. this is one of my favorites we've looked at
0: yeah I think you make you make a good point um I think also it mentions some like specific things about the country they talk about the sky and the rivers and the mountains and all of those things are true and that's that's quite nice
1: yeah I definitely think it's going to score well on historical significance but as like a pure Sort of poetic analysis of the lyrics. Mm-hmm. I think these these are lovely. Some lovely turns of phrase. Some some great imagery. I'm gonna go probably an eight and a half for these lyrics.
0: Yeah, I was thinking I would go eight as well. Music.
1: It's, the music it does its is, job. It does its job. I think that's really the best way to put it. It's very there. Yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> uh, it's not bad. It's not unpleasant to listen to. Mm-hmm. It. I did find myself thinking of O Canada at times mm, in, in yeah. the inoffensiveness of the whole proceeding. Yeah. Which is clearly
0: like they're struggling with the offensiveness. Yes. Yeah.
1: I'm, clearly they're they're trying not to piss anyone off, but they're doing a bad job, apparently.
0: <laughs> I'm also wondering, just to back up for a sec, this is not really relevant, but if maybe some of people's problem is that the composer is a Serb. Right. Maybe they don't like that.
1: That could be part of the issue, but
0: don't want to listen to anything. You know, says. every
1: composer is going to be something.
0: That's true. unless you just want to
1: outsource <laughs> it to like some dude from another country, which people
0: have done. We have. That's seen. true. That's true. Uh, so, it's an option. Bosnia and Herzegovina, you might consider it going forward. All right. Uh, so, so for the music, I agree. It gets the job done. I'm going to go. I think six.
1: Yeah, I think I'm going to go five.
0: Yeah. Background. It's confusing. It's complicated. It is.
1: There's. is. We're, we're missing a lot of connective tissue here.
0: Yeah, it is a little bit like random bits altogether. Yeah,
1: I think the background story is going to be the biggest knock against this anthem just because we know so little of where it came from. Like, we mm. know, you know, where this guy studied music, but we don't know anything else about his life or like, his political leanings, sir.
0: He's probably keeping that quiet on purpose.
1: Yeah, I think I'm going to go a three for this background Ooh, story. That's. It feels a little harsh, but. That's I, rough. There's just not um, much there.
0: No, there's not. I was like semi intrigued by the numbers of layers and stuff. I'm going to go five. Okay. Significance. significance I think it
1: does a really great job yeah um I agree we talked about this a lot in our lyrics section too but yeah just a lot of specificity a lot of good images that really call to mind
0: it's not too long yeah (sighs) yeah
1: I'm gonna go seven and a half for historical significance
0: I think that is fair I'm gonna go eight x-factor uh
1: I mean, uh. it's gaining some points based off of the strength of that incredible vocal performance. You That's got. true. that That's was true. Like, we have, for all that this is an anthem that the people don't give a shit about, like, you would not tell that listening to that recording. No, that, that, is, that
0: guy cares.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that is one of the most impassioned, like spectacular vocal performances we have we have heard on this show when he went for the high note at the (laughs) end I was so thrilled oh so he's gonna get this anthem a good two or three points for X Factor all on his own just by singing it so beautifully
0: I agree I think X Factor is maybe a seven for me
1: yeah I was gonna go six and a half
0: okay okay so let's take a second and tally that up and then we'll find out what I'm doing in two weeks
1: So What's a total? That gives us a total of sixty-four
0: point five.
1: That's a pretty solid total. That's, that's going to put it right in the middle of the pack. Yeah,
0: yeah, it definitely will.
1: Great. So I think I think that's a pretty well deserved score.
0: I do too. I do too. I think it's it maybe like a. L-
1: it's not a bad anthem, but it's it's an anthem that. Could use a little bit more oomph in in the arrangement and composition of it. Would have really rocketed this up to a higher spot on the list. That's true. That's true.
0: Okay. Well, let's find out what's going on in two weeks.
1: All right. We've got a nice late one for you. Okay. We've got number 174. 174.
0: Four. Okay, let me just do some scrolling here. That gives me Spain. Spain! Yes! Fantastic. So we will be talking about the last country on our list with no official lyrics to their anthem.
1: And this might be a two-parter.
0: Yes, that is entirely possible. This is probably our first, like, big
1: Yeah, this is our player. first big yeah. Western power, at least. Yeah. So, cool. that'll be an adventure for you. <laughs>
0: Indeed it will. Indeed <laughs> it will. There's gonna
1: be... A couple colonialisms getting done, I bet you. A couple? One or two. One or two colonialisms might get done.
0: I would say that is almost certainly, that's an understatement.
1: Okay. So we'll be back next week so we can learn about some escaped Nazis in Argentina from me.
0: It's going to be fun.
1: And then in two weeks, we will start out on our epic journey to learn about (laughs) Spain.
0: Awesome. Okay. Had something very wrong did we skip an entire part of the story that's worth mentioning that's very likely and we'd love to hear the correct version please tweet us at iaouc podcast or send us an email at in all of us command podcast at gmail.com we record these episodes a bit in advance so you may not hear a correction right away but we're not too big to admit we are wrong and it will be corrected